Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. button i pressed the button anyway so uh i don't think i'm gonna do any spiel uh, in the beginning but anyways so welcome again guys to uh, gamer pants uh yes. once again after a it's hiatus been, <laughs> it's been 500 years since Game. the last time we've gamer done our pants pack. games common edition game shouldn't it gamer be 200 game con, games con Edition, yes. Well, uh, we review trailers for games. No <laughs> games anymore, just trailers of trailers. Yes, but first, introductions again. As always, my name is Eno. I'm one of your hosts, joined by uh, Mitsuki. Mm, oh. Yes, and Junior. I did not take an hour to set this up. No, I did not. <laughs> yes, we had some audio issues, so we're setting Junior up for like an hour. And Cultist, of course. Hello, I can't wait to be talked over. Yes, who did not yes. require audio fixing this time around? We did not require audio fixing this time around, which is a Thank miracle. You. But yes, yeah. you actually sound pretty good. Nice. Um, so anyways, kicking off, uh, just right out the gate, I guess. Uh, Gamescon. Gamescom, sorry, 2022. I don't know. feels more appropriate for some of these games. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so yeah, opening night live happened a couple of days ago, actually. Um, like two days ago, or three days, I don't know. Yeah, and we got a sneak peek into, well, uh, let me, what's the game's company's called? Uh, one second. Yeah, we got to look into a bunch of new games. We got a, a bunch of like new releases, or at least uh, uh, premieres. Reviews for 2023. And Deep Silver's Love Child, Dead Island 2. Yes. <laughs> a lot of stuff for 2023. We got a lot of release dates for a bunch of stuff, actually. Oh, yeah, that is, is true. always nice to have. And uh, really quick, I don't know. Uh, did everyone watch all of it, or most of it, or some of it? At least I know some of y'all watched it together. I skipped parts and jumped around looking mm-hmm. at different things. Like As I said. Should. Honestly, same here. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, strictly speaking, some of the games look really bad. Dead Island 2, I'm looking at you. <laughs> I mean, that one showed no gameplay. It was just a trailer. Yes, and the trailer video. looked bad, which tells you a lot. If the trailer looks bad, that's really bad for your game. Like Telltale. <laughs> but isn't that the Dead Island experience? So, really quick. Just overall um, thoughts, real quick, on what you thought about the Gamescom presentation, at least the opening of the night live. 
um any just overarching uh, thoughts on it maybe so my overarching thought is they've really gone for the con this year like a lot of these games did not have gameplay trailers they were just trailers in their own right and to mm-hmm. locate and go back i had to constantly go find ign and order game deve- game publisher well game journalist yeah yeah to yeah. find information on it because for example dune being one of them they show a mm-hmm. trailer but then i find out that it's an open world mmo survival and that wasn't discussed anytime during the game so it was like you know how am I supposed to be excited when I don't have information on some of these games? There were definitely some games in there that really porked my interest, but a majority was just trailer after trailer after trailer with some people showing some gameplay. Yeah, and There's I think that's just the uh, has to go with like the way the media works right now. I think they're just kind of like they put it out there. They kind of release uh, information to the press so that, hey, after we do this, here's, you know, some information that you guys can have uh, for, you know, for their um, articles and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of like a, a growing thing now. I mean, it's always kind of been a thing, but I think it's just right now, especially after the pandemic, it's kind of just to drive more um, attention to those sites and things like that. So, like, it's going to want to make people um, look up like, hey, what's this game or whatever, you know, like um like we had a was it word song weird song or whatever it was yes weird song which i would really detail not, yeah not enough information just really nothing but it looked cool and it got me to look it up right so i think they kind of do that so you can actually bring up some stuff but uh i think if we were <laughs> eventually oh and there's the phone we'll see you next week you know if if we ever get big enough you know because again or when we get big enough you know we might have some press you know some early access stuff so yeah cool other than that uh any other thoughts of the whole thing as a whole cultist jr Um, honestly not for me no i mean to reiterate mitsuki's point it says a lot that the game that showed the most gameplay from the game itself was the miniature one yeah, <laughs> that was actually kind of nice. I actually like that. So, I guess uh, you guys want to jump into just some of the things. I kind of wish they showed more IPs that we're familiar with. Yeah, I agree. I think the first one we should jump into is Dune. Dune Awakening. Yeah, the Dune game. Let's see, Dune. Awaken. Yeah, Awaken. So the first start of it is. If you saw who's developing it, it is the people from Conan the Barbarian, or Age of Barbarianism, whatever. Conan Exiles? Yeah, Conan Exiles. <laughs> I was looking for I the was game. trying to remember the name. I was like, uh, what was it again? <laughs> and that is not a game I played. However, I do remember a couple of videos about a dude who was so jaded that this big faction got so big and ruined his outlet that he essentially walked hard to summon an elder god, destroyed this entire faction's base, and set the entire server back. So uh-huh. far back that it essentially doomed the server. Damn. And 
Dune Awakens Open World MMO Survival. It is supposed to be like Conan Exiles with the system being able to be affected by sandstorms and sandworms. Well, these events can destroy, reveal, or hide locations. And that's my fourth major red flag. Having a game-changing event happen like that Mm -hmm. and saying... This is going to change the event. This is going to change the map. It's going to hide stuff. It may destroy your base. It may do this and that. Raises a red flag to me because how do you control when this stuff happens? Because random number generation is not random number generation. There is a definition and presets set so this stuff can happen without gimping or destroying servers. Yeah, there's certain parameters, obviously. So how do you set that? No idea, but I'm pretty sure, like, to to what you were saying, how it was by the people of Conan Exiles. Um, I mean, I, you you know more about this because I didn't really find any of that information, but um, <clears throat> I also didn't look at Dune Awakening that much. I just kind of was hyped for it. But um, I played a lot of Conan Exiles, actually. And while, yes, there is a way where um, if a faction gets too high or a crew or a clan or whatever it's called, uh, I think it's called tribe, <clears throat> um, if it gets too big and it kind of overtakes the server, um, that is a thing because it, it's, it, it's possible. World. It happens in yeah. the world a lot. It happens in a lot of like uh, massive kind of PvP games or like not like, uh, not necessarily massive because tribal um, Con- focused, faction focused. Yeah, because Conan Exiles is, is really a more of a. It's MMO, but like in a smaller scale. It's like a survival thing, kind of like um, Seven Days Night, things like that. Yeah, like Rust as well. Think of it like playing Minecraft on a big server. Exactly. It's, it's, it's like Minecraft also. They're, they're server-based things. It's not like one mega server or like huge, like certain official servers. You can have like unofficial servers, things like that. So if it's kind of like that, then, you know, I can see it going both ways where it could be a good game and it could be a bad game because... Um, some people just want to play with their friends, so you can make even if they have unofficial servers, that's always great. But as far as the thing where you said, you know, there's if there's an event, if there's a random event that can take over things like that, there's other games that have that. Um, like uh, I think even Conan Exiles has it where there's like there would be, you know, like sandstorms or things like that that do affect the gameplay, but they they don't affect the gameplay enough where it's kind of like groundbreaking or where it, where it kind of destroys your whole like it won't destroy your whole um progress that you have it, you know it would set you back a little bit but not a lot well from my understanding what the devs had told these people war it is big enough that it can change the environment it can swallow up bases mm-hmm. it can destroy entire cities it can destroy player structures. It can hide new things, reveal new locations that no one else maybe have found before. And this is the kind of stuff they want for Dune Awakening. So there's mm-hmm. a very real... They said that the sandstorms would engulf the entire map. Yeah. And then it would, from there, there would be changes. So it's very possible that your base you walked on gets completely destroyed by a sandstorm. It's very possible, from what they're saying, that a sandworm opens up and eats your entire base. And then, from my point, it goes into, I guess it's a survival game? 
But at what point do you go, we are punishing a player for just existing? Like, I won't, well, like what's the I mean, effect could... of PvE versus PvP, right? Yeah, because at some point, if you build a base with your buddies and your five people, like us, we build a base, we're happy with it, and we're not trying to fight all factions, we're walking with whoever devil may cry attitude, whatever fucking, you know? And a sandworm opens up and devours our base, and no one else has this issue because that was just a random chance we got. What is enticing me? What is making me want to continue playing the game at the point that I have just been reset to zero progress and now need to go back and reset everything? Wait, isn't it technically less than zero progress because you end up losing your storage and stuff? No, it's zero progress because essentially you would have your equipment on hand and order things, but you wouldn't have... Also, I want to bring up a question. Stuff, and you'd be less resources. What if they make it work where that can happen and it's still fun? How would they do that? Like, that's why I'm asking. How would you? How do you make it fun to come back from an event that essentially destroys all your progress? Like a little, like your little brother coming and resetting your Pokemon Dave on Pokemon Soul Silver that you've worked over 80 hours to set on. Now, I feel like that maybe it's not that big of a scale. Maybe, maybe. But also, do you have your character progress as well? Like, because there is other games, I think, where you do lose Arc. stuff like, let's say, Seven Days to Die. You do sometimes lose your entire base and you have your character progress itself to make up for it. Well, from my understanding, it seems like you would have your character and your character stuff, mm-hmm. but that would be it. And from what they're saying, there might be a heat system, a door system, based on the desert environment. So, again, coming back to a point, it brings up the question that you would be able to keep your player progression, but you would bring, lose everything personal to you. So, you would lose your resources and such, but you would still be able to have your character. and. In terms of Seven Days to Die, usually when you lose stuff and everything's gone, you can scavenge some of that port, those ports back. You can take everything you need in an emergency before you guys leave. In the cases of a Sandworm, from my understanding, they seem to be instant events from what the trailer's showing. So, how... What if they make it where... It- the world progress, like depending on the level of the player, a newer player would get attacked by a weaker sandworm than a like a raid, like a bigger group. Basically, like yeah, it's random, but it's proportionate to what's it attacking. Like it could be said to that. Well, at the beginning, it attacks random small structures, so it's not that bad. And later on, it focuses on bigger structures. That could be a way to set things apart and make sure everyone is having fun and new players aren't immediately gimped out the road. Because I know if I came in to play with you guys and we started building a house and we all immediately died, lost the house, lost everything, I don't know if I would be willing to keep playing at the point where there's a mega big solver 
there's a big faction, and we just got essentially rickrolled by a sandworm. Like, yeah. yeah, I get the idea, and I get why it's a bad idea, but if it does, like, okay, here's a level 1 sandworm for a level 1 group, and here's a level 50 sandworm for a, for a, for a max prestige character. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, okay, so the sofa is in, like, let's say, tier 3 of construction, the sandworms would not target tier 1 buildings at I mean, all. That- and they could do both. They sometimes could... target tier two and heavily perform tier three buildings and stuff of that nature, which would make it a little more fair and a little more fun, in my opinion. Because well, I, then either you... idea works. I'm just suggesting here. I'd... Yeah, we're not gonna find out until we play the game, and that game isn't released until. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> 2024. There we go. Yeah, you know. I guess we'll find out whenever it does come out. But in the meantime, I guess you can uh, sign up for the beta. I believe at uh, DuneGames.com, and I'm kind of excited for it. Not gonna lie, because I do like the Dune series. Um, yeah, pretty good. But with what? that, we'll move on to something yes. else. Uh, Cultist, do you have something? Oh yes, I would. <laughs> Well, I don't want to make this too long, so I'm going to mm-hmm. quickly bring it up. Um, I'm looking at the entire live stream. One thing that did catch my eye, well, two things, but mostly the first one was they're finally making a sec- a sequel to Slime Rancher, and I really cannot wait to meet the new slimes that they bring. I know that, well, it was mostly trailer, like all of the other games that were announced, but there yeah. wasn't it not the section of where they have like small games and they're just like quick, 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 quick. Yeah. Wasn't yeah, that the one that it, it was like Tennessee? a quick. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Uh, yeah, that's why. And well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really unfortunate. But yeah, yeah I I was so excited when I saw it because like at the very end of the trailer they had a bit of gameplay and we got to see one of the new slimes, which I'm assuming is going to be a bat variant and one of the slimes that that have to dwell within caves or where you have to upgrade the structure to provide some sort of shade for the slimes. And oh my god, I really can't wait for it. And another thing I would like like to bring up is for one of the games, uh, Friends versus Friends, which is well, a shooter style game. But what really caught my eye on it and it, it is the gameplay that they provided. It is a shooter, but mostly it also functions in a way similar to a game called uh, Neon White, in which you grab cards or you already have a deck of cards, and they basically provide you with buffs and your weapons. Is that the one that had kind of like a little musical thing? I don't know what it was, like a cow or something that sang, and then it just kept saying friends versus friends or something like that? Yes, that's the one. That's the one. Beautiful. Obviously, right? Friends versus friends. <laughs> that yeah, one friend looked kind of friends. interesting. Um, I had to look away a little bit because the babies, but I did catch, I think, the majority of the trailer for that. It did look interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't, yeah. I'm not going to lie. And I especially love that they decided to go with the, oh, hey, you use cards to actually fight. Kind of like yeah. how in Neon White, you have to pick up cards to take care of the enemies and also use some of your special abilities to go even faster, since that's the whole point of the game, to go very quickly. Wait, is that like goal to beat your friends or race? Oh, uh, Yeah, it's, it's to beat your friends. Yeah, in a race or in a fight, the shooter. In a fight, in a fight, it's a shooter. So, hmm, I was gonna think Splatoon, but that wouldn't work. Cards have like the, I, I'm assuming the cards have like skills and stuff that you can use to yeah. get an advantage. Yeah, yeah. 
Seems yeah, interesting. Like, There's another like, game like that. I can't think of it. Oh, all right. Yeah, I just really wanted to quickly bring that up. So, uh, what should we talk about next? I mean, well, if we are still waiting on the subject. If you want to go um, next, got, I was Mr. just going to say Sonic Frontier. Yeah, but... I was going to say, John, uh, Junior, do you want to touch on Sonic? Our resident <laughs> Sonic enthusiast. Yes. <laughs> Don't look on any enthusiast in the ward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm not going to mention the fact that I haven't played Sonic Forces. I don't even know what that is, but okay. <laughs> it's the it most wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah. Look, so what do you think s- about the Sonic Frontiers, Junior? If I have to say nothing else, I hope it's good because we need a good Sonic game. <laughs> it uh, looked interesting. I haven't played a Sonic game since I I don't know the well, GameCube. Actually, since the GameCube. Yes. Well, I haven't you, played a good Sega game to, since the Sega Saturn. You know, maybe I was being generous, but yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> but. look, I'm hoping that it's at least good because. Yeah, if the open world looks okay, and it's 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 the first time it's been done, but I mean, open world's being done a lot more these days, and when everyone else is doing it, you have to wonder if you're going off on a trend or is it anything unique. My issue with the open world Sonic game is how much of it is open world and how much of it is we're pretending to be open world because that's what the kids want. That's exactly what I was going to think. I was like, how much is it open world and how much is it you're stuck to the track or whatever it is that he goes on? Sonic 2006, as infamous as it was, as we all know it is, tried to say it was open world. And that game is not open world. That game is very much stuck to tracks as it stages. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It looked to me like a lot of the bosses were open. Anyone here of the fiasco? No, what? What's the asshole? Spill the tea. Okay, one of the tracks that they showed, or that was shown, mm-hmm. was actually a one-for-one... Re- I think there was a, dem- a tech demo at the place. Mm-hmm. Well, a tech demo on one of the Reddits for Sonic uh, showed that one of the, that tech demo was, was a mirror of Son- of Generations. Like So it's like a one-for-one one for one replica of it? Yeah, Sonic Generations right now. 3D, the 3D. <laughs> One of the comments I heard, it's meant to be... That section was meant to be like a mirror, or I think Sonic's memories. It's like a... Oh, so it's on purpose. Yeah, there's a purpose to it, and I think it's meant to be like, you're supposed to do them for, for each... Basically, there's a lot of those. There's going to be a lot of those, and it's going to be separate but optional to the main game. Oh, okay. Kind of like a like a remembrance thing. Kind if of like I had a... to give it a similar meaning, if no one here has played Sonic Colors. Okay, and Sonic Colors. <laughs> kind of like a flashback. Yes. But there, I think it's going to be for an unlockable, like the Chaos Emerald, so you can go super. Yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. I was going to say, one of the things I want to say about Sonic is... Yes? Yeah. <laughs> Is that? Sorry, I'm moving files around, and oh, you're good. Yeah. Uh, so one of the main issues I have with Sonic is Sonic does not animate well in 3D. Sonic has never animated well in 3D, and they keep trying to put him in 3D games instead of trying to make 2D games already good for him. Are and... we referencing movies here? 
<laughs> no. This Certainly is more, not. This is more like Sonic games in general. I mean, uh-huh. we had that Sonic Forces, Sonic Boom. I believe Sonic Boom was also a thing. Yes, it was and a thing. And all those other Sonic games in 3D. And no one has... It feels like they have not stopped to say, this isn't working. Maybe we just need to focus on the 2D aspects of Sonic. Or maybe they need to realize they need to animate Sonic more like a Ferrari and less like a person. You know, that's all I'm saying. Or do you, would you prefer, are you referring to like the stages or the story? The stages and the entire fact of playing as Sonic, it always feels clunky and tank controllers. If I went with story for Sonic, we could be here all day about how Sonic stories feel like they're written by a five-year-old. And that's one thing, like, I've never really grasped, like, what is their target audience for the Sonic series? Like, I think they started kind of low, obviously, but as the, I guess, the fan base kind of grew, they really didn't move with it. And I don't think it has, like, a that big of a fan base. Um, like, let's say, Pokemon, other series, or the series that, the um, that have been, you know, active for that long. I mean, Mario... I don't know. Mario also seems like one of those. Like they, they don't really target. Like, the, uh, what is the target audience? You know, like yeah, sure, it's great for kids, but the thing with Mario is that it's become like so iconic that it's it's kind recognizable. Of like everybody likes you it. Could. Yeah, a baby and I is think born. S- a baby is born knowing Mario before their own parents at this point. Yeah, and I think Sonic kind of fell by the wayside. Like he's kind of just like that guy that they have there. That Sega's there. I think he's just kind of there because kind of like Mega Man. Keeps- well, Mega Man's a little bit more obscure nowadays. Cause if you if I ask my kid, my fourteen year old, or yeah, fourteen year old, if I ask her who Mega Man is, she'd be like, "What?" But if I ask her Sonic, she's like, "Oh yeah." Sega really did Mega Man, Dory. Yeah, it's like they're kind of just leaving them in just to kind of not forget about the Sega franchise. Well, Capcom. So, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping Sonic Frontiers is good. I'm just gonna say that. I understand you want it to be good. Well, I won't be. I probably won't be playing it. But I am totally down to watch somebody play it. I am, you know, and um, like, looking forward to it. I know this is exactly. not going to mean much to the people here, but I've mm-hmm. actually enjoyed the the storybook line of the Sonic games. They were fun. One I played as my childhood, and if I had to say the words that the Sonic game can be impactful for my childhood, I think Suki would have me fucking crucified. No, I went. Okay, I was good. there. <laughs> no, it's before you. Before I What's can. up, cultist? Oh yeah, I just wanted to mention like two things real quickly. So firstly, yes. when uh it, this was when Junior mentioned the whole generation similarity. There was one thing that I did notice within the trailers, and that's when like Sonic went to say something about Amy while she was trapped in that whole bubble thing. That's one thing that definitely caught my attention because like in generations something similar happens for and like spoilers for those who haven't played it or haven't seen videos on it, it's really easy to watch Ryan. videos on this stuff. Yes, yes, I know Ryan. I'm going. What? Generations is one of Sonic's good games in the sense that people enjoyed the gameplay of it. Yes, I know, but how many people do you think honestly played it? Let's be honest. But yeah, I was gonna say one of the 
one of the things that I noticed that was similar was the way that the that Sonic is like free roaming while all of the other characters are for some godforsaken reason like locked like in something. As we saw in the Frontiers trailer, Amy was obviously bubbled, and in Generation, something similar occurred in which each character time. was secluded to a zone and stuck in time, and you had to unlock that whole area just to free them. And so I, that was pretty interesting. And then there's Mitsuki's thing about the whole issue with 3D versus 2D Sonic, and I can see where that is coming from because, like, playing the 3D game specifically, like Generations, it was weird, like, looking Sonic in that 3D perspective. It definitely felt so foreign, so alien, so unfamiliar. And then later on, when Sonic Mania came out, well, it, it felt more comfortable. Like, it, it was truly Sonic that it was a true representation. Like, the... Are you referring... Ryan, are you trying to say it felt classic? Exactly. I I am bad with words, okay? My, my <laughs> no, I did that as a pun. I did that as a pun. But if you're going to mention how it's repeating similar elements, I also noticed in the trainer that Sonic looked like he was pixeling out. So if I understand this correctly, he's on a time limit. Ooh. And as, again, I've mentioned from the storybook games, that's kind of not new. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hand did turn red, and it kind of had that weird little pixel thing that that other. It looked like the the main villain or whatever it was. Um, I forgot the word. Um, antagonist. Yes. Um, Honestly, we say antagonist. Yeah. It's most likely Eggman. Maybe. Five bucks. Um, I mean, <laughs> did anyone else get? I mean, I, I don't know if anyone. I mean, spoilers for um, Sonic Two movie. There's a big giant robot in <laughs> this one. Big giant robot. I was like, okay. Honestly, I feel well, like that a... robot is not like that space. That one is basically nothing new. That was yeah, the, I know. That one specifically has a name. It's called the Death Egg. That's uh, yeah. I swear, there was that a creative and wonderful name, a Death Egg. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see. Maybe Please I'll watch good. Junior play it, Please but uh, it's coming soon, November eighth, twenty twenty-two. So this year, can his laptop months. even run it? I'm Switch. pretty sure it can. Yeah, oh. there you go. Boom, switch. Yeah, well, if you're excited for it, November eighth, guys, so this year. Uh, switch, right? What else? Moving what on, else, else? there is a game that's really yes. interesting. Which one? Riot, warm, Wyam song, wild song. Where uh, song? Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting. So I went on to go find this information. It's a historical aged game. It takes place in Portugal, uh, medieval Portugal. Um, the whole point is that the premise is mm, so the Knights of Templar was a organization that originated in Port in Spain or Portugal, one of those. And if you know anything about the Knights Templar, they were up into some occult shit like mm-hmm. they had pagan worshipping they had a cycle of rebirth they had some amazingly weird rituals the game takes inspiration into going into doubt that there is no real narrator there is no reliable narrator such as one flew out the cuckoo's nest 
you can't trust the narrator, you can't trust what they're telling you. So it takes you into this perspective that the entire game is based in this Lovecraftian, devil-worshipping, Knights Templar, and all this secretive stuff they're doing. And it sounds really nice. It's a story-based single-player game from what they're seeing. However, that is just the icing on the cake. That is the stuff that makes me interested. This is the stuff that makes me worried. They're not working on the game. They don't have a concept for the story. They have no gameplay or game design idea for it. It is only the trailer that we saw. And they're looking for people to bring on to give them ideas. To help them decide the story. To help them figure this stuff out. And this is where my alarms so, go off. So they just yeah. threw the idea out and see us seeing if people With like a trailer. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's my uh, it's called something Wicked Games. I think they have a pretty good veteran team right now. Um, I'm I've never I'm confident they'll 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 work things out and, and eventually make a good great, great game. But uh, yeah, from a press release, just like you said, it's uh, I think it's weird song, weird like weird. Yeah, weird know. song might be good. Weird song, but it says it's a occult historical fantasy RPG set in a fictionalized, fictionalized Portugal in the Middle Ages. So yeah. I see. Yeah, um, I am excited about the ding for it because, for me, I love the cult. I love that spooky shit. Give me more of that. That yeah. is my favorite stuff. But I'm also nervous about it because, you know, I don't want to spend money on this stuff and then be scammed. And if we look at the trailer, you get a total of Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Uh -huh. Twelve seconds of actual animation. So I very much think that <laughs> they don't have anything to show for us or anything ready. It's just we have this game design, we have the concept, we have what we want it to be about. We need to build a team to give us money. Yes. And... You know, uh, Go ahead. Uh, like I said, I'm confident in it. Um, I'm really excited to see what they bring. But all I want to say is take your time with it. I hope they don't push it and get it out earlier than, you know. It no, is. no. Clearly take your time with it because clearly you do not have anything to show for it right now. So yes. you need to take your time. But, like, uh -huh. but this is slot. one of the points I actually got into that brought me down a deeper rabbit hole. Because, oh, you know, Knights, Knights Templar, cult stuff, that's great. But it brought me up to a thing that with the games con, it felt like this was more of a pitch to people to fund them, like a publisher, rather like than a Kickstarter, us. Right? Yeah. Kickstarter or looking for a publisher who will back their idea rather than showing us gameplay and their game that they're designing, it felt more like the interview with one of the game one of the representatives from that company. It felt more yeah. like they were looking for a publisher 
and that this whole premise was to come and essentially put themselves out there so someone can give them money. And now I question how many of these games that they're saying they're walking on or actually being walked on, and they're not just we put this together ASAP so we can have it ready for GamesCon and we can make a pitch and someone can fund us. Yeah. I mean, it did. I, I get that. It kind of did feel kind of like um. It felt lifeless, but like we were just watching pretty colors. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it, it seemed interesting. It was interesting to me, at least, interesting enough to get actually maybe if they it, do need was, more developers on it. It was like watching Korean LCS. It was interesting, but not something I'm going to do every day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, we have like n- almost no information on that. Obviously, it's it's still a long way from being. <laughs> it is honestly, you could realized. put centuries. We could we could speed through most of these games. And be like, this, hello, game. This is a game we've saw. We have no information. This is a game we saw. We have no information. Yes, actually, you know what? Let me do that really quick, and uh, I'm gonna name off a couple of games that I saw that I wrote down here on the notes. And if anyone wants to talk about it, just uh, let me know. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> really quick. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Save everywhere for last. Yeah, I'm gonna leave that one for last. Uh, really quick, these are, I'm just gonna, you know, quick fire these. Under the Waves looked amazing. Deep Sea Exploration, Deep Sea Exploration, talking is hard. Aslophobia. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I would still be interested in playing it. It looked calming, actually, for some reason, which is weird. I don't like Deep Sea, but anyways. Uh, Stranded Alien Dawn. Um, not much information. I got uh, Prey vibes from it. Is that the one that, that was? That one? Prey vibes? Which was the one that was like Prey vibes? I remember. I think it was that one. I don't know. That was the one I think, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that showed um, like a couple clips. It did look kind of like the uh, space thingy. And then it showed kind of like some weird um, dinos or they're not dinos, but like freaking like hippos or rhinos or something like that. I don't remember. But it showed them walking and it's like a meteor was falling and it pans back to the guy standing up. <clears throat> um, it looked kind of like a survival game. I don't know, but it said October 2022, so maybe we'll get something, more information. Maybe an actual gameplay. Yeah. Maybe a demo. Yes. Uh, Goat Simulator Three. I don't really have much to say about it. It's Goat <laughs> so Simulator. So I just I want to step in for a moment. Should, yes. Go ahead. Should we not? So this? this is more of a. This is more complaint on most people here, everyone, humanity included. Yes. Why do y'all keep buying Goat Simulator? <laughs> Goat Simulator 1 was a good joke. It was fine. Yeah. We were good. Then the DLC came out. Then this. Then Goat Simulator 2. Then all this other stuff. And I'm sitting here like, if Fallout had the balls to release Fallout 5 and told us, Oh no, those bugs are intended to be there. It's half finished. There's stuff that we need to walk on and add later on. Everyone would be pissed off at Fallout at Bethesda. They would have their heads. But no, we allowed this company to keep getting away with posting an incomplete game, a game they're walking on, etc., etc. A game with so many bugs it makes the game unplayable at times. Uh-huh. Just because, ha ha, funny goat go bull. <laughs> it is a waste of okay. I don't, artistic I don't, space. I, I don't think blaming goat simulator or the entire 
the entire laziness of the gaming <laughs> of gaming production. I feel like I feel like this is just a syndrome. We pay these people to go buy this game and say, "Yeah, that looks good to me." Even Drew, it's look, bad. Maybe it's a, because look, funny the reason don't. it works for Goat Simulator is because you're not paying for deep, complex story, good animations. No, you're playing to make have a good fucking time and just be like, "Yes, I too want to launch Goat into rockets." Yes, but I can pay ten dollars. For a game where a cat goes fishing and experiences a Cthulian nightmare later on when he's pulling out radioactive fishes the sizes of submarines. Oh, you didn't that, that game. That that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, spoiler for Cat Goes Fishing. Yeah. But, anyways, the point is that game lets me have fun, relax, and enjoy myself. Goat Simulator is a game that frustrates me because I go in, there's a bug that causes my goat to launch into the air and get stuck in the skybox. Restored. Get launched into the air again. Restored. Walk five feet. Get launched into the air. It's like, we allowed this. And it's like, at some point, the joke needs to end. It's like a fort joke that's hit rock bottom. Now it's starting to spew shit everywhere. That's what Goat Simulator is. All right, Mitsuki. Let me ask you this, okay? okay? Um, you know, I I've played very little Goat Simulator, right? Uh, so, but at any kid. point in your childhood, were you like kicked or headbutted by a goat? Like, where did goats <laughs> wrong you to have this kind of <laughs> I don't hatred for Goat Simulator? I don't think he hates the goat itself. I think he hates the fucking. I hate what the goat stands for. <laughs> you don't hate the goat you hate what it stands for yeah also, you're, t- you're taking my you're taking my math approach i don't hate the math teacher i just hate what you teach <laughs> yes because at this point we're paying for a game that is saying oh yeah we have bugs and we have incomplete features and we can't figure this out and we can't do this but it's okay we're paying uh 29.99 for it because you know Ha <laughs> ha funny goat go ball. It's like, why? Why? Why is this a thing? There are developers who've developed really good games asking for like 10 bucks and the game is really good. But no, instead we should spend it on a buggy game because ha ha, it's making fun of Bethesda. I mean, does I mean, anyone buy Skyrim anymore to get the story? They buy it for mods. Or to uh, people buy uh, or buying the DLC to Elder Scrolls the MMO. And it's a really good MMO. I've heard a lot of praise about it. It's good. From people who really hated the game at launch. So, I myself include. My point, my point is... Game devs are able to turn around those games. I've heard good things about Battlefield 2042. Wait, what? What? Impossible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a hardcore <laughs> Battlefield enthusiast, and I didn't think it was that bad. I it had a lot of issues, but it is From the worst what one I've seen. The person said a lot of it got better. A lot of the issues were fixed. It's just it needs some more work. But it's you know what's the best thing they fixed well. about it? What? The price tag. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a good joke. 
I just want to point out, Adrian bought the game for me, and I feel like I got ripped off. <laughs> Junior got ripped off from getting it for free. <laughs> he oh, wanted man. a refund. It. I wanted a refund Junior. not from for Adrian. <laughs> Junior, here's the fun part. But from now on, for the rest of your life, that game will be there on your account, showing everyone you played 2042. <laughs> And you can't refund it. Oh, no. Look, can you refund a game if it's a gift? A gift? Uh, no, you can just deny the gift, I think. I'm not sure. That's You've actually- given me a new idea to harass people with now. But yes. anyways, back to my yeah, movie. point. Yes, go ahead. My point remains, why do we support harassing game developers for buggy games and issues with their games and then we allow another guy to essentially make the fault joke that happened on accident for someone else and pay them money to make this joke. It's stupid. It should not be a ding. And GOAT developers, game, GOAT simulators, if you ever hear this, I am very disappointed in your game. And I'm disappointed that humanity still supports such a ding. Look, I, I know this Fix is your this, game. I know this is just gonna make you even matter. Don't hate the ones having to actually make the game. They're doing hard work. Yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Hate, hate the higher ups who are allowing this to happen. Don't hate the programmers. You know, no, I don't it hate took, the programmers. It took off and it's good. A lot of things that are not that great uh just sometimes happen to catch on and people like it. Uh looking at you, Fortnite. But you know. Here we are. You know, it's popular, all right? So, well, Fortnite wait. actually had a structure and formula that did Look, Fortnite work. has Dragon Ball Z, okay? <laughs> Look, yeah. if we so, were allowed to do talk about that... All right, Junior, say your piece with Fortnite. All right, go ahead. Look, were it not for the fact that I hate the tr- that it's going to kill anyone who says, Oh, hey, it's okay for Fortnite. I might have actually picked up the game just for the Dragon Ball memes. It's like what's that Vegeta, also, the I guy hate... from Fortnite? <laughs> I hate it. I hate that shit. Like, no, you're wrong. Can I? Can I kick you? <laughs> I would have probably been like, Hey, Adrian, wanna wanna block comp? Wanna go play Fortnite and see if we can pull the skin so we can just dance? Yeah, yeah. Like, let's be honest. That would be funny. Let's let's be honest. The best part of the goat, the Vegeta and Boma skins being there. Is that you can roleplay as Vegeta finally beating up his wife and setting free to go find Kakarot, his one true love. <laughs> or the, the other way around. <laughs> we don't condone wife beating around here, guys. I'm not saying <laughs> it's wife beating. It, it, Have you seen it, Boma? She yeah. literally made Boma would beat Vegeta him. Super Wait, Saiyan. Let's be real. Boma would beat him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, okay. Vegeta can't beat anybody. <laughs> the last time Vegeta won a fight, I think it was in Dragon Ball Z, the original series. Uh, anyways, enough about Fortnite and uh, Dragon Ball Z. That wasn't in that wasn't in Gamescom. No, but if we'd have done this earlier, we could have talked about it. Yes, but you know what was in Gamescom? Mom will fail too. Was it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to listing off games that, you know... Well, you know I, what I actually just... was a Gamescom? Tower Fantasy. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Final we'll Fantasy. Yeah, Terror Fantasy. We'll, we'll talk we about that We will talk about what we've been playing recently later. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> a different section. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Under the Waves, Code Simulator. Uh, I already talked about Stranded Alien Dawn. So, I want to say... Hardship, Hardship Shipbreaker? Was that the Space Engineers one? Uh... N- I it looks kind of. So. Like I think. Hardship Shipbreaker. I think it was. Go. Yeah, it what was. What was the yeah, name yeah, of the song? Hardship Shipbreaker or Hard Space. My bad. Hard Space Shipbreaker. It it might just be Shipbreaker. It looked like Hard Space was just kind of like a. Uh yeah, that's the Astro Neo looking one. Yeah, didn't really interest me a lot. Uh, it looked like I would get dizzy. Um. Uh, Gotham Knights. Um. Okay, okay, so... Anyone want to talk about that? Um, so I have a complaint on Gotham Knights. I skipped through it, because, uh, yeah. I don't really it, care, and I don't think really I It really looks like someone took the old DC Universe tag and started trying to make a game out of it, not realizing that the DC Universe tag, Universe coding, was made up of potato sticks and... A bit of candy, cotton candy, and now we have Gotham Knights, and I hate it for everything it stands for. It ruins Batman, it ruins Robin, it even ruins Damian Wade, the little shit that I hate the most. And honestly, Damian Wade was at a low point, I didn't think it could get worse, but then Gotham Knights happened, and well, don't support it. <laughs> I mean, you can support it if you want. I, I, but I'm just, just gonna silently judge. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First of all, wait, 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 hold on. Were you shitting on DC Universe Online? Yes, I was. Okay. I mean, maybe recent. It sucks, but I mean, I used to play it when it first launched. It was kind of fun. I had, but I mean, it, I guess it was the fun I had with the friends. Because thinking back on it now, um, the gameplay was kind of me. It's just the friends that I had on there. It was pretty fun. Is it most fun <laughs> with MMOs? The fun you have. I guess, yeah, you know, because when I play MMOs with with just with nobody, it's kind of lame. But when I play the worst part about Gotham Knights, even Drew, as bad as it's going to be, as bad as I know it's going to be story wise, as horrible as I know it is, it's probably going to get Game (laughs) of the Year. Like, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like like I don't hate the DC, you know, comics or DC Universe, whatever it is. I love but, DC Universe. I love DC. Uh, I will literally tell people DC is a lot better than Marvel. Marvel. So trust me, when I'm telling you I don't like Gotham Knights, I'm coming from a point of a fan who has been with this series since ooh, since Hal Jordan became Parallax. And uh, yeah, that would be my earliest I only point. vaguely understand what you just said. Like, I feel like, for some reason, just my opinion, the DC has been kind of falling behind, not necessarily just, like, behind Marvel, but it's kind of, like, it's been letting me down with with everything, right? Except for maybe some of the movies. You know, obviously, there are some good Batman movies. So, a lot of the issue with DC movies, TV shows, mm-hmm. and the games is that they're trying to be Batman because they think everyone wants to see the dark, gritty realism. In reality, the thing that really makes DC Universe so good is the heroes like Superman. Yeah, he's invincible and all that, 
but he shows the better side of humanity. And uh-huh. it's one of those things that it's more interesting to watch this man who could obliterate the earth in one punch flying in a drunken haze on a Friday night be a good guy going out of his way to save people who were like finding a suicide jumper and sitting down talking with him for five hours and you read a comic panel about that. That is more interesting than anything Batman has done in a previous section that involves fighting the Joker for the 1500th time in adult gritty realism. Isn't there a comic line where Joker becomes a god? I want them to make a Superman game that takes that feeling, that lets (laughs) you be that good guy, that lets you be able to go around Metropolis saving people, helping out, doing mundane things, doing everything Superman would do. But DC wants to sit in this dark universe that Batman has created, and I hate everything about it. Yes, it has good stories. Yes, there's good reads. Yes, there's good movies. And yes, there are good TV shows. But there is enough darkness in all these genres and superheroes. Sometimes it's more about the positivity, and you should focus on that. So basically you're saying, ¿Por qué no los dos? Yes. You can have both. Yes. All right. Well, enough about Gotham Knights because it didn't really tickle my pickle or whatever, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it's just there. It exists. It's, it's going to get game I of acknowledge the year. That it exists. Probably not, but okay. Um, but it's going to get game of the year because <laughs> Batman, Arkham Knight, Batman, Arkham Asylum, Batman, Arkham City got game of the year. And this is just the same formula for those put into the other character. So it's going to get game of the year again. Even if it doesn't dissolve it. Agree to disagree. But anyways, uh, <clears throat> what else? We saw Scars Above. Um, that was like a space <laughs> game. Um, it's okay. Do you want to talk about the figurine game? We'll talk about that right now, yes. Because I'm just okay. skipping through some that I don't really I guess care the ones that much about. Yes. We don't know information. Yes, it's that one. Uh, Scars Above. Marauders. I didn't even write that one down, but okay. Yeah, so... So, to actually touch down on Marauders, yes. just so that way you guys know what, what, what I'm referencing, it uh-huh. is a game that looks like it's a multiplayer loot-and-shoot game, and that is all we have to go off of, because they show no gameplay outside shooting. Thank you very much for that, <laughs> Marauders. Yeah. Well, that's more on. gameplay we saw any of most of these. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I have more gameplay than anything else. <laughs> yeah. So to talk about what or touch on what Junior was saying or was alluding to the miniatures game Moonbreaker that one for some reason you know like I'm not that into miniatures I don't hate them I just feel kind of indifferent to them right but it did catch my eye probably one of the most uh, interesting one that I saw at GameCon right um, and what it is essentially it's uh, I'd say it looked like a small arena, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I think you guys agree. It looked like a small arena, right? It reminded me of Shadowland. Shadowrun? Yeah, Shadowrun for the PC. A small little board arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's basically that. And it had a um, very XCOM-y feel or like, you know, tactical-based uh, in the sense of like maybe Divinity Original Sin 2, but not in the big world. It's kind of It looked like it was in an arena. 
I want to say it's probably PvP. Maybe there's PvE where you like go through like some story or is, something, right? Well, it probably is for the PvE aspect of some story mode quest to get you some gold and shit like that. It's yeah. it's primarily a PvP focused game, kind of like Hearthstone like and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, according to the dev, they said it was Hearthstone meets XCOM because what it is is basically you get these little miniatures, virtual miniatures, you know, kind of like the tabletop miniatures you can paint and stuff like that. You get them. I'm pretty Wait, sure you can just collect some XCOM differently. D&D? In the sense that mm-hmm. you can customize your character any way you want in appearance. Well, it, kind of. You know, it, it's all kind of like that. You have like certain move set or like certain amount of like thing you can move and things like that, right? So. It looks like it's like a playing field, right? You get one captain, 10 crew members, you put them on your board, you fight them against another team of one captain, 10 crew members, right? But the, the cool thing about it, what, what really interested me was that just like actual physical miniatures where people like to paint them and make them their own, in here you can digitally paint them in-game. And according to the dev, the painting is really you know user-friendly, but it's also quite great like there's not it's not just like you know you paint like one section here's a solid color you could add uh different brushes you can add dry brushing i believe he said uh, washes so which is from my cool. understanding <clears throat> it is a very do as you can feel when it comes to a painting the painting yes. system that he's defining seems like to newbies you'll be able to paint it well and it'll look good to you to people mm-hmm. who like to paint miniatures you have a lot of variety you can dry brush you can add enough blending to make a sword look realistic and you can do the stuff you like to do with miniatures on this which to me is probably the strongest part of the game because regardless of the gameplay the fact that i can make these miniatures my own and take it to the top of my artistic creation is probably my favorite part about all this. I mean, I have to say that the customization is probably like the most unique part, considering like if you'd have shown me that just the XCOM combat, but say, oh, cool, an X, another game that looks kind of like XCOM. It looked like it goes to mobile. Yeah, it, it does. It does look like it's a mobile game. But then I saw the, the customization and stuff, and I'm like, I don't even like customizing, but I'm like, interesting. Yeah, it appealed to me too, and I, you know, I'm not really a miniatures guy, you know, so it looked. I don't cool. even know. I didn't even know there was a miniatures thing. And to yeah, me, yeah. that's the point Warhammer. of of miniatures. Like the whole point is the painting process, and the fact that the dev looks like he loves this game. He looks like he he's excited about more of wanting to see how people are going to create and paint these miniatures, and what they think is the perfect colors for them is what they want and i love the idea i love the energy behind the dev and i'm really hoping that this game is as fun as it lets on because it seems really fun i just hope that there is no some way you can make this what stops a person from putting a dick on the miniature uh simple all you have to do is request say that the entire unit has to be colored and now your dick can no longer be on there because everything has to be colored. And if you're going to go out of your way to make a dick, well, nothing's really going to stop you. At that point, you just get reported. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to moderate that. But um, based on their Steam page, I guess, uh, it says September 29th, 2022. 
So next month is the planned release date. Uh, oh. There is a playtest you can request access for right now on Steam. I'm not really sure. Did anyone catch where it's coming, or is it only Steam? It's on Steam, and I believe it's also going to be on Switch. But I'm not sure. Interesting. Uh, let me see. Windbreaker. Here's our official webpage. I am checking. The fun part is speak. I do have a playtest requested as of the order day yesterday when we watched GamesCon. Because yeah. I do love the idea of the game and I do want to try it. Same. I am a sucker for Hearthstone. I love XCOM as much as XCOM is a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's, it's tactics, fun. man. It's tactics. That's my that's my niche. Tactics. But uh yeah, yeah. Um it's just showing Steam, so I'm guessing it's just Steam. I do I mean, I... also love the figurines themselves. They do have a lot of energy behind them. They do not it look looks like, like they static have fun personality. Yeah. They don't look like they're static. They actually do look like they're trying to move and it's yeah. up to you to give them life. So yeah. I'm excited for that, and I'm excited to get into an argument with Adrian over here, <laughs> over him painting his figurines the wrong color compared to mine, which are the perfect color. Purple, and purple, I'm gonna purple. Be, and I'm going to join the game just to make Mitsuki pissed off. He's going to have neutral tones for everything. That's it. Junior's <laughs> just going to paint. Junior's the kind of guy who paints the- everything in black, white, red, and blue, and yes. a little and bit of gold. Brown boots, obviously. Brown boots. Yeah. I'm very simple. Let's go with simplicity. He's gonna paint the default colors. Wait, 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 wait. He's gonna paint the shoes white, right? And the skin like a weird color, like a blue for the hair. (laughs) Cause they're all sonic. And then he's gonna go. (laughs) You know what? Just for that idea, if I do get this game, I'm so doing that. You know what the worst part is? He's probably gonna try to give Reebok to everything. Or what? Nikes. Yeah, you can draw the little check marks, check marks on, on those shoes. Yeah, copyrighted. And yeah. I'm going to be like, <laughs> you know, if I could say anything about this idea, I just hope that the good, but there's not like a meta. Because it's it would suck if every single player was using the same units just because they're good. Uh, there is going to be a meta. There's there always, always a meta for everything. I'm sure. Like, I would hope I mean, it's very balanced. Like, oh, it's like a rock, paper, scissors meta. You only have one unit that's good. Like, there was incentive to use everyone. Not just, here's these five, ten, five units and ten support. And here's these five units you must always have on a team. If you're doing anything wrong, you're being weird. And here's the units that you run only as counterpicks. That's to the balancing team. But I mean, in everything, there's a meta, you know, trading card games, yes. everything. There's, there's a meta. So, but it's, I know, it's, but it's like, up with to something the players like to find ways around the meta, right? But with something always that's customizable, you would hope that there would be interventions to prevent a meta where it's just these five units. Or, you know, it's going to be one of those, fuck your meta, I painted these figures with blood, sweat, and tears, and I'm going to use them. Yes, you're taking my, I have main two champions, and I'm going to get to fucking gold. My entire lime green team is better. <laughs> Junior strikes me as a guy to use four screen as his <laughs> base screen on everything. Uh, he's going to use Rustic Brown too. God. <laughs> I'm going can, to. Can I'm, we ban him from this game? No. <laughs> I'm going 
Mitsuki, just so you know, I'm going to have Adrian send me the raw footage of this just so I can write this down. <laughs> the game comes. Oh, also, really quick, I was really surprised that this was. I wonder if this is what, because I know Unknown World said that it was working on a, a game that was different from Subnautica. I wonder if this is the one they were talking about, because it wasn't that long ago that I heard this. And for it to be out, that's kind of weird. But um, it's, I was really interested to, or like, uh, surprised that this was by them because unknown worlds obviously made subnautica totally different genre it's it's cool though it's it's good i'm excited hey, sometimes you're in the mood <clears throat> right sometimes right. you just go you know how i've been making this one game for a while forget that let's work on a different game yes so you know moving on from the fig- figures miniatures and yeah, moving to something a little more nostalgic i have a question for you guys yes have you ever watched a movie called Killer Clowns from Space? <laughs> Killer Clowns oh, from movie. Space. Yep. I've yes. heard of it. Uh, it's old. It's old. I know. It, probably. <laughs> they're coming out with a Killer Clowns from Outer Space game. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to be in the vein of Left 4 Dead 2. Which now brings up a lot of questions like Do Wait. you play as the humans or do you play as the clowns? Why not both? Yeah, so it, apparently it's a 3v7 horror action game. So that's kind of interesting to be... Wait, I three wonder clowns? If three. Three yeah, clowns? I was going to say, I was three. like, I wonder if the clowns are three or if the humans are this three. What do you guys think? I think it's the clowns because think about clowns it. Clowns are three. Think about it. From the movie perspective, the movie perspective, the clowns were more of the dread and the human weapons... By the way, if you haven't watched the movie, it's ultra-violent. No shit, the, it's, an, it's an 80s movie. The clowns were overpowered, they had all this magical weaponry, they had a gun that turned people into balloons. Like, they could use shadow puppets to kill you, that should yeah. say a lot. Exactly. Point is, you have to have a lot of humans to face them, because it's like Dead by Daylight. You have one killer and four humans. The killer still wins most of the time because he knows what he's doing and is able to outsmart them. Here, you have three clowns. You have seven humans. The human weapons are bad. The clown weapons are good. So the humans have to work together to defeat the clowns and make the mission successful. My real question is... How much customization is available and how much modding is allowed? Because that is what brought Left 4 Dead 2 over the peak and into the annals of being the best game of all time, remembered by everyone fondly. I mean, I've never played the game, but I've seen a mod of it. I mean, there's a a mod that you can play as Nasus, so, you know. Am I surprised? No. But that's not what I was referring to, and I guess I'll just DM you the video. Yes, I'm excited. Oh, cool! They revealed the super. Wait a minute. That's the Seems like now excited. Do we have already. a date for that or anything? Uh, we actually do. Let me get it. Yes, yes. Oh, no. Killer yeah, clowns well, from outer space is early 2023. Okay. They have a Discord that you can join. Really? <laughs> yeah. What? That's always kind of nice to have a dev put out a Discord for them. I'm excited. I'm willing to play. And stepping into it, it's cross-platform multiplayer. So is it now? That means you're gonna get a lot of people playing this game. Ooh, this is fun. I'm ready to play with you guys. 
Um, oh, I want to talk about this one for a little bit. Not, not, I mean, I don't have too much to say, but where winds meet. I loved the way it looked. Um, it gave me extreme Ghost of Tsushima vibes. Um, oh, that one, yeah. So, it, yeah, it looked like, you know, kind of like an action RPG, uh, obviously, like I said, like Ghost of Tsushima. There was a part in there where uh, the guy was like pulling back a bow, right? It looked exactly like it just gave me flashbacks. Um, I didn't play too much of Ghost, but I did watch my girlfriend play Ghost in its entirety, mostly. It looked great. It looked like it had a lot of exploration. And I don't know. I'm really excited to see what they do with the story. I don't know what you guys feel about it, but it looked amazing. So moving on, um, there is a game that I'm interested in. It's called Lords of the Fallen. Now, we got almost nothing in terms of gameplay explanation or anything, you know. I couldn't even find IGN or other people having stuff with it. Mm-hmm. However, from its base, it looks like a Souls-like game, Bloodborne specifically, which I'm excited for. It's body horror. It has almost a eerie view of the lantern is your lifeline and bringing you back to life every time. So I'm very excited to see where this goes because I love Bloodborne. I wanted to play it for so long. I am on one of those people who eternally stalk the Bloodborne devs, asking them to port it to PC, telling them I will find them and make them port it. I, I don't have a problem at all, I promise. It's okay. Yeah. But the point is that I love this game. It looks like it might be something along Bloodborne's lines, and I'm really excited for it. But I'm also keeping some doubt because there is another game coming out that is like Dark Souls. The Pinocchio one? It, is is that wait, is this the one that looked kind of like uh it reminded me of like Remnant from the Ashes? Yes, Lord of the Fallen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked interesting. Um, I liked it. I'd be interested in that one whenever it comes out. Is that... I know it was for PS5. I don't know what else it comes out on. Steam. I'm looking at it right well. now. Oh, yep. okay. Yeah. Well, nice. Excited. Excited. Yay. Um, I guess since we're talking about Souls-like, we'll bring up the other Souls-like one that <laughs> popped up. <laughs> like Junior mentioned or alluded to. Uh, Lives of P. That's P, the letter P. Uh, it is very much an homage to Pinocchio. It is essentially souls like Pinocchio. <laughs> and I know that you sounds were, weird, If you but... told me, if you yes. told someone five years ago, souls like Pinocchio, they would have went, what the fuck? <laughs> what what the bot are, are you, you working with? Nah, see, Junior, you're, you're one of those boom, well, no, I guess you're a zoomer. Zoomer? Who doesn't know about the wonderful, wonderful world of the Brothers Grimm dark fairy tales. So, yes. if you told me Dark Souls Pinocchio five years ago, I would have told you, where is it? Who's making it? I want to see gameplay now. Well, I guess then you should be happy that there is gameplay. There is. However, I'm just worried because, you know, we're asking these people to show us this game, to make it. There is gameplay. There is, that's the plus part 
for anyone who's interested. There is gameplay. Yes, they did show a lot of gameplay. Yeah, quite a bit of it. And it is very, very Souls-like. It's very interesting. My only voice is just... How is it going to feel? Because sometimes combat is clunky. Sometimes it's smooth. And it looks more it's going to be on the clunkier side of things. Yeah, I was going to say, some of it did look clunky. But I'm hoping that's just like early development things. Because it's not slated to, slated to release till 2023. So... Not early development, but still like alpha footage, things like that. So I'm hoping it smooths it out a little bit. Um, it wasn't too bad looking. It's just some parts did look like, you know, the swing was kind of off or kind of slow. But obviously we got to see that there was different weapons. Because at one point he's holding like this uh, weird saw, which looked cool. It looks like a like, like weird, uh, what is it, like a handsaw, like a bandsaw kind of, right? It looked cool. He was fighting this weird puppet thing with like accordion arms. It looked cool. Did it, it wasn't there. He was on a stage, too. By the way, I believe like, at one was, point, yeah. I felt, that gave me near vibes. It, the whole thing gave me near vibes because I mean, it's Pinocchio, right? He's not real, and I think his arm kind of looks kind of like mechanical, but like kind of like a wind up mechanical kind of thing, kind of steampunky, right? Um, but the art of it is more. Uh, I don't want to say like Renaissance like, but it it does Gothic? look. Kind of, you know, it, it's it's interesting. It looks great. The art style looks great. I don't know who that weird granny lady with like the weird half face that's all like freaking. Look, I'm going. I'm, I'm going to look. safely assume that there is uh-huh. some dark twisted version of the Pinocchio story that Disney adapted, which is what Mitsuki was referring to. Maybe. Also, I'm sure that weird guy that's like, oh yeah whatever i forgot what he said it's like oh you've come at geppetto right that's obviously your dad you're trying to please him or something right he's a bad guy uh you know what i'm down for that twist you know sure why not but it's interesting it looks interesting uh had action a bunch of bosses mobs to fight I want to see I where it goes. I just find the idea of Pino- Souls Pinocchio. Souls like Pinocchio. I'm down, man. I, I'm kinda, I know this is not related to the game at all, but I just want to see Disney Pinocchio just moving around like Souls. There's going to be a mod of that. There's going to be... I was like, is it on Steam? Someone's going to workshop it, you know? Steam Workshop. <laughs> the workshops They're are gonna like... They're going to put Thomas the Tank Engine you. as it, all right? They're going to put Thomas the Tank Engine and nude mods. But it's a puppet. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> is it a guy... We don't yeah, care. It looks cool though. It looks nice. I like the art style. I like the the way it looks. Um, interesting, right? Uh, moving on. Oh, really quick, another one of those things. They introduced the DualSense Edge wireless controller, which is basically like a, uh, I would say like an Elite controller, but for PS5. Interesting. Which is interesting for you know people who have a PS5. I am not yeah. one of those people. I, I belong do, to but... a master race of PC users. I don't even belong to that master race, and I have a laptop. Oh, wait, that's why I don't belong. Moving on. Uh, we have to quick... Oh. Uh, since you were talking about Lords of the Fallen, I was going to touch on Atlas Fallen. Uh, the sand uh, one. Lots of Fallen stuff. Yeah, yes. two Fallens. <laughs> yes, um, a, a Fallen in naming... And a fallen in gameplay, and then scars above. Yeah, now uh, Atlas Fallen. Uh, that one looked interesting. There was we did get some uh, gameplay or what looked like gameplay footage. 
Uh, that's the one that we said either looks kind of hack and slashish, kind of monster hunter esque, at least from our point of view, from what we saw. Oh yeah, that's um, <clears throat> they had a pretty good cinematic uh, where essentially it's like this carriage uh, trying to pass this broken bridge, and there's like this weird guy with a cloak over his head that's like a sand mancer, so he can just make stuff move with sand. He builds the bridge back up. And as the carriage is going over, weird sand monsters from underneath, like sand sharks or whatever, come out and freaking start attacking. And there's the other lady that comes up and helps him. Looks cool. They have glowy yellow eyes or like white, like yellow eyes, I guess. Uh, Seems interesting. I'm curious to know, first of all, what kind of game it is. It does very much have RPG vibes. Um, like is I said, it, we did get gameplay. Is there customizations? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see that. But it did look cool. Uh, some of the characters looked like they had like a big hammer swung it around and smack things. It looks cool. It looks very action-y. Uh, I'm down. 2023 is all we got. No no information, no quarter, or nothing like that. Just 2023. I don't know if anyone else has anything to add on that. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and gets it's everywhere. It's sand. It gets in places, like between your toes. It's gross. Uh, but I'm excited for it. I, I, I'm down to play it. <laughs> I had to do it. I or watch. It's like yes. Lost Ark. They get stuck in your gamer pants. <laughs> no, I don't no, wear no, pants. No, I told no, you no, this. No. I'm Actually, Callisto Protocol. You mean you mean Dead Space Two? Dead Space, yeah. It's the same people from Dead Space, isn't it? I believe so. I believe so. I, did y'all see that health bar on the back of the guy's head? Yeah. Wait. We have people making Dead Space. Making more EA. Dead Space. Are they free? Yes. That's what it looks like. Hey. Yeah, I had heard about it before. I don't know where I had heard about Callisto Pro- uh, Protocol. But um, I think it's when they mentioned something about the dismemberment system. Like, it's like a systematic dismemberment or something like that. I don't remember what the hell they called it. But it's like, you can break stuff off. Um... They did talk about a little about it a little bit, and the one thing that stood out to me was this mutation system, where if you have certain enemies, um, <clears throat> like let's say you blast one of the enemies' head out, and if you don't kill it after that, it can mutate to have. And we saw this in some because we saw two like uh, snippets, right? Wait, is this the one that I thought had prey? I think this one might be. It, it. might be this one that had prey vibes. I don't know. Yeah, there's two had, games. Oh, maybe space. I don't know. I think the one you're talking about it was the scars above, but in this one it showed it showed they showcased the mutation system where it blasted the head off of like a monster. It's kind of weird, like mutated zombie looking thing, right? Space zombies, and then it didn't kill it. So eventually, it got little tentacles coming out of its head, and it kept attacking. And then eventually, the whole head just like kind of like the tentacles like ripped off like the upper torso, and it got a head and some other weird things so like they mutated actively while you're playing the game um if you don't kill them fast enough which seemed kind of interesting and then they showed like this other um like i guess like kind of cinematic but in it looked like in-game footage or like you know like a cutscene. it looked kind of interesting very gory blood everywhere sounds like that sounds like that space kind of seems like that space had a lot of in-game cutscenes horror shit it did it did. Um, well, there's only two more things to talk about that I have, at least. Actually, I Do you have, have one. one. Yes. Yeah. 
this is something I've been talking about for a while and something I've been mentioning since games well since the beginning of the podcast uh-huh. so I brought back and I'm we're doing a run back callback so yeah. at games con we saw uh what's the gameplay it's not gameplay it's combat combat yes uh Compact video <laughs> of Atomic Hort. Now, Atomic Hort is imagine Bioshock, but it's taking place in the future, the most futuristic year of 1955 in Soviet Russia. Oh, what about that Outlast game? It is super up there for me. It looks great. It looks fun. It is basically like someone took Bioshock, put LSD and acid into it, and any other stuff, shook it up, and drew it into a Soviet Russian machine. And they snorted that. And you have it. And I love it. It looks fun. It looks exciting. It looks like Doom, but Russified. I love it. It's supposed to be a Russified Doom, <laughs> open world action RPG horror game. It's supposed to be psychological horror, but I don't know how horrible, how horror you can get it when you have a gun or AK-47 or one of my favorite weapons, a laser beam that can cut things into pieces however you want it. If if you need to have that in your hand, wait. Run that by me again. A laser it's, beam. It's a laser beam like thing that you can pick enemies up and cut them how you want. Interesting. It has a gun that is pretty much shooting pesticide. I think if you need to hold a weapon like that to combat the enemies that you're facing, that's just well, a lot monsters. of That's why like it's just a lot of robots, humanoid monsters. So the enemy is very from humanoids to plants to robots to science creations gone wrong. And I love that variety. That's a lot of variety for a game. You know? It's the, it's the Resident Evil formula. Except the robots. Wait. Yeah. I mean, the more enemies you have, the more fun it is. It has a lot of weapons, a lot of powers from what I can see. And I love the idea of the game. I'm hoping... It's as fun as it shows in trailers because sometimes trailers lie. Yes, trailers do lie. They do? Demos lie, actually. What? Okay, so um, I guess I have one more. Well, there's technically two, but one of them's a meme, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I want to cover uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah? Yeah. I'm still going to remain on board with why I said that Harry Potter didn't become a wizard until book four, and from book one to three, he was Arcane Trickster. Can I ask, what's the difference? Okay, Arcane Wizard. A wizard is someone who learns spells. A Arcane Trickster is someone who... Uh, Practices spells. <laughs> I'm Who sorry. Uses I, my, spells. 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm, the, I'm distracted because my stuff is going weird. Yeah. Um, okay, so an arcane trickster is someone who is a thief and rogue spec, but uses deception and magical disguises and stuff like that. Cantrips and things of those nature. A wizard uses actual spells. So, in the first three parts of Harry Potter, all we do is see Harry sneak around, use his coke of invisibility, potions, and cantrips. With the year four, that's when he starts using spells, like actual spell spells. Wingardium Leviosa. Alright. I feel terrible for saying that. Yes. So, about the, mo- the game. Um, Let's see, do we get cultists back, or is he still AFK? Is he still, does he still having issues? Technical issues? Probably, yeah. He, okay, yeah, he's muted, so he's still AFK. Cause I know cultists wanted to cover this, but we'll cover it without him. So, yes. Cover a little bit, and hope he returns. Um, is it like you may... Are you like a student yourself, or is, are you just playing the game, the, the, move, the books? You... That's the one thing I wanted to cover. Um... It is Hogwarts Legacy. It is not Harry Potter per se, uh, but it is part of, based in the Wizarding World. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that Harry Potter does not show up in these games, right? Okay, um, you can make a full blood, a half blood, or mud blood. <laughs> can I be a muggle? <laughs> Just be a random NPC standing in front of me. I believe so, yeah? Right? Or no? Just be a muggle see. standing around. Ah, yes, no, I... Governor, I'd like two oranges, please. I'll give you 50p. <laughs> I would love to join the wizarding school of Hogwarts. So you don't, but you're, it's not possible for you to know spells, sir. I don't know. No, what you spells. do is you stay outside the doors of Hogwarts, and you're just like, hey, I know you're get there. me some magical key. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Let's see. It says it says it's a immersive open world action role playing game set in the 1800s Wizarding World, which puts players at the center of their own adventure. That is from their website HogwartsLegacy.com. Um, let me see. I am going to Google so someone talk over this. I'm going to is Hogwarts um, Legacy okay, so multiplayer. We, it's a make your own story game. Okay, so you can be Harry Flopper. The female version of Harry Potter, who's been caused by Voldemort <laughs> or Lord Moldy Fingers. God fucking damn it. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's single player. Ah, okay. uh, it does not have any multiplayer mode or support for multiplayer of any kind. So there's no co-op. It says it is entirely single player. From what I'm reading the f- off the interwebs, believe the interwebs because the interwebs is always real. I just googled it, and that's what it says. Like three different uh, sites have it. So, um, who's publishing huh, that's it? That's kind of disappointing. I would have loved an original. It says it's an original story, but I mean, they can you could choose your houses. Apparently, that's what it says here, and you can customize your character. I don't yeah. feel like a game based on such thing as prevalent as Harry Potter is going to have that original story. Why do I not? Yeah, <laughs> no. That's where I'm going. With this. Anyways, I think, somehow I think, uh, MMO would have been great. 
Um, I think an MMO would be difficult, though, because... I mean... I mean, yeah, maybe not. An MMO you know, is difficult. Um, I mean, we're still waiting for the League of Legends MMO. When was when did they really say they were working on it? They didn't. Oh, when did they say uh, the ten year anniversary? I think last year or the year before that. I don't know. Season ten. And here we are. Yep. But I mean, uh, release date February tenth, twenty twenty three. So not that far from now. Maybe like what six months or something, half a year. Yay! Five um, days after my birthday. <laughs> They did release uh, information for the digital dig, deluxe edition pre-order. So if you pre-order it, if you pre-order the, I heard that it was completed. The world. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. You know, still a free-form Hogwarts game is. I mean, it will complete the fantasy of people who actually want to go. There I guess is. maybe. I mean, it, it's just a little weird because. Like, what would the quest entitle? What would it be about? Like, you are you just gonna? You would see like a young. You would see like a young. Mm-hmm. How oh, did I forget? A young. <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, you, wouldn't see Harry... <laughs> you wouldn't even see Harry Potter. I think is that James you... Potter. I mean, eighteen hundreds, maybe. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Like. Wait, if it's the 1800s, 1800s is racism still a thing? Yes, maybe. Dude, racism still a thing today. Don't, don't let's not ask. Well, no, I meant I meant for Harry Potter, like because in Harry Potter, the in the books for America in the 1800s, it was really racist, and that's why I'm asking: Would it also be racist in the 1800s for Her- for Hogwarts? Does Hogwarts accept black magicians? I'm sure. I mean, so aren't like, it the, fantastic, aren't like the Fantastic Beasts movies based in like that time, basically? Yeah, would, I thought they were based in the 1900s. I could be wrong. I I, I don't like, know. Would be a young I Dumbled, have not watched you would see Fantastic a young Dumbledore, Beasts. but I don't think you would see most of the teachers that we know by name. Let Let's just say we're overthinking this because I don't think that that. So like, oh, should we put black people in Hogwarts? Isn't, isn't the author having a direct connection to the to the game? No, J.K. Rowling. Ah, so yeah, no, she... apparently from here it says from their website again, HogwartsLegacy.com. It says what role do they play? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, what is their involvement with the game? Is this a new story? It says they are not involved in the creation of the game, but as a creator of the Wizarding World and one of the world's greatest storytellers, her extraordinary body of writing is the foundation of all projects in Wizarding World. So this is not so... a new story by them. However, they have collaborated closely with her team uh, on all aspects of the How game. How close? Like, does she design all the NPCs? There's on all aspects of the game to ensure it remains in line with the magical experience of the fans expect. So, I'm I'm gonna say kind of like George R. R. Martin was in Elden Ring, a creative so, kind this... of uh, what's that thing? Reference, yeah. My question is because they said it stays in line in the famous Harry Potter books in book 4 or 5 Hermione has a thing known as a time tunnel which allows you to time travel Yes. in book 6 and 7 
they end up destroying all the time tornos so that way they can't turn back time. My question is, since this takes place in the 1800s, outside all that Harry Potter nonsense, does this mean that time tornos are a ding still because they are in the time when they are built? Maybe that's the maybe they'll reference them and say they're being the first ones being built, just to make sure you don't have access to it as a feature of the game. But it will be there as like a storytelling thing. Maybe it'll be mentioned, I guess. Honorable mention: Time Turners. Oh, but anyways, sorry. Uh, back to the digital pre-order thing. I just wanted to cover it real quick because they kind of paused it there and left it up on screen so maybe it was like an important thing i don't i'm not gonna pre-order i don't think so because i don't really see a reason to um i mean I, I do see a reason because of some of the things but I'll, I'll bring it up right now so it brings up it says it has a dark arts pack which is a thestral mount which is cool i do want that uh dark arts cosmetic set and a dark arts battle arena i don't know what battle arena is but we'll find out you'll have an onyx hippogriff mount and a dark arts garrison hat. This is what I don't understand. 72 hours early access. If it was an MMO, I would understand. Right? Why? But if it's single Wait, player, like I 72 hours early access, what? What point does that confusing serve? for me? What if Yeah, like what if they're secretly giving you seven what if they're secretly they want to put it make an MMO and this is like their test? Can, can you convert it. a single-player game into an MMO? Has no. it been done? I don't know. Would these be the Unless, unless the bones are already there, I don't believe so. Especially if you have single-player game originally and, and turning into an MMO, it kind of comes into an issue where not everyone's at the same progression. You know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of weird. You know, because... Most of the time, like even when you have like MMOs, like uh, betas and things like that, where people have different access, they wipe everything on day one. Most of the time, not everybody, but the majority of them do. To they wipe you and give people. you a special title saying, "Hey, congratulations for playing the beta." Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Nothing impactful. So, doubtful. But why seventy-two hours for a free to for a single player? Yeah, I don't. Game, I don't like... get it. Like seventy-two hours for you know, it's basically like okay, you get the game early That's... before everybody else. Like. That's three Is days it really early. called early access? Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I think... That's an MMO thing, MMO. so I don't know. Like, you already have problems where some single-player games get leaked early, and that's not even with... Like, this is the game company actually going, hey, we want you to play the game early before everyone else. Do they really need that? What I actually think it might be is that it's doing something from a game called Tales of Wind or whatever. Um, let, let me go check a look. Uh, Cultivation Tales. Oh. <laughs> it was a scam. <laughs> no. It was a scam, but I think what it's doing is that they have, it's single player, but it's hosted on the developer side. Like, you know, servers, individual wards for individual players. But there will be no it need for that. It might be something you know I mean? like that. It's a single player Hence game. why something to... If there's zero... Um, well, that's the only way I can make you know, that's the only way I can make sense of the 72 hours because any other sense it doesn't make any sense at all. If I'm going to play Terrar a single player Terraria world and host on a server, that's dumb, that's a waste of time. 
<laughs> yeah, but sometimes devs do dings wield. It's that weird. is for money purposes. I don't get it. That's why it you really have should all... have been in there. Uh, maybe they should have just thrown in an extra cosmetic instead of the thing, the pre-order. Or maybe or just bonus, take it times. out because now you have this question of why the fuck do I want to have seventy-two hours early to a game? Yeah, Sound I have like no I'm idea. It's just to get pre-orders, I guess. But still, it's weird. It's open world. It's adventure. It's RPG. Yeah. Okay. It just says that, and uh, from what I'm looking at, it says. Hey, look, it even says right here, time travel does not exist in there. Yay! Or does exist, but does not. It's a firm no on the game's own website, so don't expect any time tremors. <laughs> does it literally say that? Time. But, then, but how do I replay but stuff? That, but Wait. here's the thing. that That's a continuity error, because how does Hermione have one? How do they break them? There is a continuity error. I am now upset. You know, the implication <laughs> that you have time travel in Harry Potter is kind of more powerful than the most magic they have. Is more. See, here's the thing. Does everybody have a time turner? Or is time turners more of a niche thing or like a more rare thing? Because Hermione was able to get one. Hermione is a mudblood. Yes. Her father is not in the Ministry of Magic. Yes. There is no reason she should have one. But what says that 1800s Hogwarts had this? Because they state in the books okay. that time tunnels were kept in there for a very long time, and they reference earlier than James. So it's very likely that 1800s would have time tunnels. Like, Maybe. if they're saying that they're not, there's not time travel, but there's, like, time turners, we have them, but we're not going to give them to you. My point is, how does Hermione have one? And the Wizarding War doesn't have any in 1800s. There's a continuity error there. I don't know. Bro. Maybe this. Look, if there's. It maybe is, but they don't touch on it at all. They go boom. Yes. Like, maybe they'll reference it. They won't give you, the player, access to it. In passing, yes. Maybe we're overthinking this and we're trying to find nitpicks early on. Yes. Maybe we should just move on to everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Does anybody uh, want to cover this one? What's that star game? That starship game that everyone references that's like being a scam that will never get finished? That will start from Kickstarter? The, the Star Citizen? That one. Yep. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Look, Star Citizen is actually kind of fun in its own right now. So, Star also, Citizen... And my other we're not thing... talking about Star Citizen. We're going to cover everywhere. <laughs> Yes, I don't want to cover. Nobody wants to cover it. Like, there's still like the most I got. Isn't it? V- and most I got from it is like, okay, so we're finally at the point where we're trying to do SAO. Why does this suck? Basically, everywhere is a game, right? It's the first thing they showed in Gamescom, and they showed like a trailer. I would say technically, but it didn't give us anything. Like any information about the game, they just said quite literally it's they want to build a new world for gamers, right? Because they did talk to the dev after the trailer, right? Um, and you were like, I don't know what they mean by that. Like, for me, first thought that came to mind was Ready Player One, they just want to build like this kind of metaverse, right? That's they they want to just build something because the the, uh, developer kept referencing something. What was it? 
they want to be able to have play or give the players a world where they can play together, watch. I don't know what they meant by watch together and share together, right? So I'm like, they're just going to basically make a metaverse right in there um, and just have random shit because like it looked like uh, even the the host, uh, fucking Jeff Keighley, looked freaking confused about like, what what is this? And he straight up asked him, what is this? You know, because I'm confused. What is this? And he's just like beat around the bush and said something else like, oh, first of all, thanks for being here or whatever. Right. And then just completely didn't answer it. So it was kind of weird, <laughs> kind of sketchy. Yeah, that's why I don't like, know. <laughs> what, what is this? like? I'm thinking like freaking weird, like metaverse cryptocurrency shit. Probably, I wouldn't put it past them. Can I just say, for everywhere? Yes. It looks like highbrow pretentious stuff. It doesn't look fun. It doesn't look entertaining. It looks like Facebook bought them out and said, "Show them everywhere." Yeah. And to top it all off, their icon. Is a line with three more lines. How lazy can you be? Yeah. I just say that there's technically isn't anything new. If you're talking about a game where people make stuff, you have rec room. So I'm just going to say this to the devs of everywhere. Also, they showed guns and I want cars. you to understand Discord exists. You guys aren't doing anything <laughs> special. VR chat exists. Yeah. VTubers exist. Yeah, VGR chat is basically... It's basically what they're trying to do. I have more interaction with a VTuber than... What did you show us? This game everywhere <laughs> will have with my life. Yeah. And then, what? like, I, I was like, okay, so oh, what? No. It, maybe it might be interesting. But they were like, oh, we have five years of development on this. I'm like, okay, five years doesn't seem like enough for what they're trying to achieve, if that's what it is, what they're trying to achieve, right? I don't know. But all... They showed us, if that was five years of work, they need to go back to school. <laughs> 200 <laughs> years of collective game design. <laughs> they they must have cried. I would take Riot. <laughs> Riot. Uh, At least. Uh, if you, know it's from you know what? Let's talk about Riot's new MMO. No, because that's most I don't interesting. He's back. Cultist, he's alive. Look, the yes, I am alive. We're talking about but, everywhere. Have you yeah. been everywhere? Oh, yeah, I know. Basically, SAO, but more shady than ever yes. before. <laughs> with, yeah. with extra so, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. Five bucks. Oh, my God. So, okay, yeah. Here's the fun part. I do want to compare everywhere to SAO. SAO and devs, you can take note over there with your five years. Mm -hmm. SAO actually had a game and a game trailer. And actually showed us gameplay. Before they... You guys haven't showed us any of that. Like, at least SAO had the courtesy of letting people play the game before they pulled the whole, Hey, this is your life now. Ha 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 ha, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe it has potential. Maybe we're just shitting on it. And I'll, I'll, I, I'll eat... No, I won't eat anything. I'll eat some candy if, if it's I'll eat my... pretty good. <laughs> You're going to be like, I'll eat my boot. <laughs> Look, I'll Wait, let me look into my future ball. Oh, oh. The devs of everywhere have been caught in an embezzling scheme <laughs> while they tried to steal cryptocurrency using a fake game. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, how God. it feels. Just so you know, by the end, that's... The what? 
Genie. By, the, by being that specific, Mitsuki, if you're wrong, there's a lot of ways you could be wrong. <laughs> you know, I'm, a, I'm making a joke about this, but if it actually did happen, you know, I don't doubt it because... It's, it wouldn't be a dumb Let's be honest, Teal. Let's be honest, Teal. Yes. Given everything that's going on in the world, this would just be poor for the course. What was that yeah. music? Music Probably. concert that was fake? Fire Fire concert? Also, can I just Firefest. point out Firefest. again, this is more GamesCon showing people who are looking for money from publishers rather than showing us gameplay. Yeah. But, okay, if I can be honest here, they should have just called it GamesCam because then we could just call it call it GamesCam. Games Cam. That's why I prefer yeah. Nintendo. GamesCon's usually good. It's good. That's why I call it Games Con. Like a con artist. Yes, but it's also a scam because we're getting scammed out of our money here. But what money are you, well, you didn't putting pay in? to watch it? I mean, yeah, but like... If anything, I got scammed out my time watching some of those things. <laughs> like, everywhere. You know what? I'm going to mail a letter to devs at everywhere and ask them for my 10 minutes back. <laughs> I would, I would like to ask my creator, where the fuck can I get my fucking ten minutes back? In game. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. Everywhere made me excited for Mom Wolfell too. Anyways, moving on, guys. That's everywhere. That's everywhere. Uh, we don't know anything about it. Everywhere game is their website. If you want to check it out, you can sign up for their newsletter. Don't I, I. I could tell you, I checked the, the it website out. looks it's kind of shoddy high. as well. Yeah, the, the the website looks sketchy, and it's kind of janky. Um, but twenty twenty three release is what they said they're hopeful for. But anyways, that's all I got for uh, Gamescom. Um, I guess we can really briefly, because it kind of ran long, because it was Gamescom coverage. We can really briefly cover what we've been playing, if you guys want. So we've like been playing or Tower of Fantasy. <laughs> It's a wonderful MMO. Don't make it sound like we're OPG. talking about Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Not sponsored by Raid Shadow Honestly, Legends. Honestly, he should make it sound like we're talking about Genshin Impact instead. Honestly? Okay, so I'm going to be real here with you It's Genshin Impact, but you don't have to pay for characters and weapons. You're just paid for You only oh. roll for the weapons. Once you get a weapon you like, you just save up and work hard to earn your weapon slots and store it up. It's better than Genshin Impact because you don't have to sit here and roll on one specific banner for one champion you want and then wait 15 weeks to get the banner to roll again for the perfect weapon that you may not even get because you can lose the 50-50. I lost the 50-50 and I didn't get what I want, so, you know, I understand how you guys feel with Genshin Impact. I can hear the salt in so, your voice. In in my Should I opinion, say, I send you a it is a lot better to buy to try out the game Tower of Fantasy. It's free on iOS, Apple, uh, Android, Steam. It's coming on Steam eventually. So Steam Deck players will eventually you guys get can, to use it. Yeah, and Steam Deck, <laughs> Steam Deck over there, we got that too. Yes. Try it now here at the website. Insert link. Insert link. Oh, oh, and a little addition for any of my Mac users out here. Uh, d don't even bother hoping. It's wasted time. <laughs> the Mac Daddy has spoken. 
<laughs> well, not that name, please. For the love of God, you bronze. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. You mother... <laughs> He just threw it. He really went there. What you Ryan, you may be silver. Oh. You, still, you still can't do this. You're still not going to be in the fucking league. <laughs> oh, I know, and I don't care. Uh, um. Anyway, ignoring the fact that I broke my 69-69 win thing on fucking league just to try. Yes. Oh. Screw you, Brian. Oh my god. Oh, I'm dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally all we've been playing, except for yeah. And I've, I've had playing... fun with, with with Tower Fantasy. Tower Freaking... Fantasy, yeah, yeah. It, I've had fun. I didn't think I was gonna like it at first, but it's pretty fun. I kind of gave up playing Lost Ark for that. Um, I like it. Um, the only gripe I have about it is the time gating of everything. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, time gating is something that is annoying on that game. Look, if... but once again. At least I don't have to roll for a fucking character and a weapon at the same time. I will say this about the time gating. That is true. I'm fine with the, I'm fine with the area. I'm uh-huh. fine with the level. Uh huh. Why the story? Make that one server wide. Make actually make all the time gates server wide. Ideally, that's what I was gonna but say. I was like, if you're going why? to time gate the game, the 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 exploration. If you're going to time gate the level. Mm-hmm. Why is the level the only thing that's server wide? So I guess let me first explain for those that, that don't play Tower of Fantasy. You basically walk around exactly like Genshin. You go around, do quests, kill things. There's daily stuff you can do. There's like kind of instant stuff you can do with friends. There's bosses, world bosses, things like that you can do. Right? Bam. But in the game, there is um, kind of different, different currencies you can get in game to roll on the banners. Right. Um, those summon currencies you get mostly by doing these things called world exploration. There's like little nodes on each map. There's like hundreds of them, maybe like 150 or per map or something, right? 150 you go per up area, to them, actually. Yeah, yeah, per per area in the map, right? Like region, I guess. You go up to them, you you open them up, you get you know a reward for like a nucleus. That's what they're called. The currency. You either open a chest or you open you get. Uh, you do like directly. a little kind of like a little mini oh, puzzle the key to my yeah there's like little mini puzzles you do like uh i don't know like maybe doing a ground pound or something right things like burn that. a specific you, bush yes or burn some or use a fire weapon some kind of element on a certain thing or right? my so personal kind of, favorite sacrifice a little helpless core into a, into an enemy. <laughs> or sacrifice a little helpless cute little core to a water core to a or uh, ice if you're in the, in the winter see an enemy anyways so my point is that you go around, you're doing these little things, little tasks, really, really tiny, minuscule tasks. They take like a, about a second to complete, right? Most of them. But you get the currency. The thing is that the game, for some reason, gates these things so you cannot complete. Like, let's say if you, on day one, you just go and your task, like what you want to do is you want to just go get all of these nodes, right? Because as you're completing these nodes, you do have kind of like a, a checkpoints that you do get rewards for each area as you do these. but the game creates like let's say there is a chest you gotta open right that it, the game will create a time gate for that chest so that you cannot access that chest you cannot open it you can walk up to it but you cannot open it until you're let's say 17 hours in or you know 48 hours in or whatever it is for that area right uh into the game itself now i can understand what Gina was saying if those um kind of time gates were based off the server or how the, the game server is, is new in in the global 
Like, okay, yes. fine. So they're trying to, like, I get it. They're trying to make sure you don't run out of content, like, immediately, right? You don't max, max out. So they kind of, like, do that, right? But the way it is, it's based off of how old your character is. So when you create your character, that starts the time gate thing, right? So you have to have your character basically created X amount of hours for you to open up said, you know, maybe a treasure chest. And it's not just, like, one treasure chest or two treasure chests. It's, like, multiple treasure chests per area or region, right? And the it's story per, also and for the region I, itself. So let's yes. say in the beginner region, you still have a time gate at like the farthest area. And that's yeah, not so even you cannot the fact complete like on your first day, maybe not even on your second day. I don't know. I could be wrong. Oh, not even Because I, I, I waited so, a couple so days. You on the second day, but the fourth day, you can only get up to like 80%, 80% or something like that. Yeah. So like 20% of those things you cannot do in the first the starting area. Um, also, going on to certain regions, you need to have, like, if you're not progressed enough in the story, or if you're not high enough level... Actually, it's just obviously, level, not even the story. Okay, well, maybe level, right? So, it will kind of have this Burning kind effect. of fog where burned. you kind of get hurt. Like, it's a dot of damage over time. It'll damage you. Which I'm fine with, because you, you can kind of outheal it. Kind of, not really. But you have to progress the story, but then the story itself is also gated. Like, you cannot progress into the story until your character has been x hours old like right now i've been playing for i don't know like a week or a week and a half maybe and i i am max on the story i cannot progress until earlier on today it said 36 hours or something like that or 46 hours right 40 hours so i could not progress 40 40 hours but since i made my character a couple days before junior junior has to wait 112 hours Mm-hmm. For him and to we're progress at like, through the I story, I think we're at the same part, aren't we? We're at the Are same part of the story, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Like, yeah. I would be fine if it was like, if they were going to cap out the story, maybe be like, oh, you wait this amount of time or be this X level because I'm level fifty. Your level. Oh yeah, 50. and you reached level fifty before me too. So like you, yeah, you know, like, was, a, like a day or half a day before me. So it was kind a, of weird, right? Yeah. And w- Which also what I don't get is that there's that... there's leader there's leaderboards right for this, but like you gate people, so you're never going to be able to be on that top of that leaderboard because like no matter what you try, because Actually, you're gated. something fun I found about, and this is a little bullshit. The people on the top of the leaderboard actually get unlocked earlier than all people on the level limit. Are you fucking? I've kidding? never heard that, but yeah. And then it's it's also no, kind of weird because I found out because two of the Two of my friends, two of my clansmates are on the leaderboard, mm-hmm. and they were able to get level 50 one day before everyone else was able to. Maybe. Wow. But it's also, also kind me. of weird, because that's also another thing. Like, this one's not as bad, because it's it's server-wide, right? Or apparently server-wide. According to Mitsuki, it's not. But there's a level cap. Of course, all games have level caps, but it's weird. It's like... It starts off like right now it's level 50, right? In like two or three days, it'll be 52 or 54, depending on what the, I think it's it's two, right? Increments of two, like every other day or something like that, yeah. which is kind of weird. But OK, that one's not as bad because it is server wide, right? But also, if you can't progress the story, the story is the easiest way to get EXP. Then that leaves people that are not that cannot progress in the story far enough. That leaves them to kind of just grind the mobs, which is kind of a more tedious task than doing the story quests. They they put in like a server boost for a lot of people. There is a server boost, I think. I, or it was starting at level thirty four when I did it, but it's kind of weird. Also, like so they they introduced like catch up mechanics, but they also gate you, so you can't catch up. 
It's it's awkward. It's weird. It's kind of it wouldn't. Be, it's like they know that it's in, like dating a chick with two personalities. They don't disorders. know what they want, or a guy with two personalities. Yeah, I'm just like if you you know that the level is the most important thing in an MMO, so you have giving them a boost, but you could make it where the story could be your main source of your XP. And also like, back to the level thing and the leaderboards, like everyone on the leaderboard because there's a leaderboard for level. I'm like, okay, cool. The highest level, right? But it's like, once you reach like right now, level 50. So when you reach level 50, everyone's the same level. The levels are capped. So I could be level 50, but the guy on number one on the leaderboard is level 50. But when you read, there's like a little pop-up, like a tooltip that pops up. It's whoever created, if they're the same level, so if there's a tie between people on the level on the leaderboard, whoever now, created the account before gets higher. It's not based on if you have the higher combat score, which so like you have the better equipment, you've been grinding more. Yeah, now, it doesn't matter. It's just level. So it's I'm not even saying weird. that as like I'm an epic grinder or I've spent money on the game. No, but I'm just like I'm. Or they could even have, or they could even done it, or like if you reach max level or the cap, you could still gain XP, kind of like a kind of like in a hidden number, and well, you still you gain XP, but like. It can't put you over the level cap, right? Obviously, well, but you like can. whoever has if the you... most accumulated EXP is the one that's on the leaderboard. So they could have done that. If they but... did that, that would see because if you you can gain more EXP than the cap and be one XP away from the next level. That's yes, actually how I that's do. it. Yeah, but that's it. But see, you could do it where like any extra XP that you gained after you're at the cap could just go to like this, like this other kind of EXP. It's kind of like an overthing. Not that like when it when the level cap moves, none of that XP would. It's basically just garbagey XP that you're gonna waste. You know what I mean? I mean? We should at least they be glad there is no reward for being for being on the leaderboard. Yeah, not yet, anyways. Um, there some of the leaderboards do have it, don't they? Uh, like achievements. Yeah, yeah. the apex mm-hmm. and all the things of that nature. Oh yeah, and also here PVP is janked. I'm not touching that shit. <laughs> I have no idea. I've not tried PvP in there, but uh, Nemesis is broken, from what I hear. Maybe. No, that's not even a joke. I, I know Cloak is pretty good in there. Yeah, Cloak's good, but Nemesis is broken because all you do is run away and delay, and then when you get to near the end, where the ring is about to kill you both, you activate pillars and spam it and knock the opponent out, essentially. Mm. So that sounds like something that needs to be reworked. Or maybe. It's like playing Nasus yeah. against Vayne. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna acknowledge that. Has anyone played anything else this week or last no. week? Um no. no, but I did play a little bit on my phone and was playing this game known as Ray. Of course I knew the motherfucker. I knew you were going. <laughs> Look, if, I, if we have to bring up, some, up something we've, else we've been playing, um, Dokkan's having its worldwide League of Legends. That's par for the course. With its new battle pass, the Steel Angels battle pass. Master's got a new skin, and I believe they're screwing over top lane. And it'll never do give them anything. Well, what were you saying, Junior? You what have you been playing? Is that League? Is that what you're saying? No. Well, of course, but. Dokkan's having its worldwide download celebration. Oh. Yeah, Dokkan? 
Just just to point out, it's when you joined. It's been a year since that point. They're releasing a new cool uh, Final Form cooler, and they're releasing another Super Saiyan Goku. And I say another Super Saiyan Goku because, again, it's literally the same as last year, where they released full power Frieza and Super Saiyan Goku from the Namek Saga. And Cultist, what's up? You got your hand up. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, basically, nothing has changed, just League and Tower of Fantasy. One thing I have been playing, though, is the Roblox game. Roblox? Enlightened. And I can, I feel... I said Enlightenness, yes. (laughs) Yes, I was about to say, hey, I know it sounds strange, but look, I play League of Legends. I sell my soul to be in pain. I'm playing Tower, Genshin, Genshin Reincarnate, but better. Still, I get bored easily and gotcha. Also, I have way too many gotcha mm. games on my phone. Look, I have nothing better to do. I've already sold my soul too many times to be in pain. I'm a masochist at this point. Yes. <laughs> we love gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. We do. We must love gotcha. Sell your souls and you won't even get rewarded. <laughs> Unless you want some ear. That's why we play Rage. Oh, <laughs> fucking God damn it! Oh, fuck well, what, what I've been playing is, uh, I've, I've been playing uh, a little bit, like, when I get off of, from here when, with you guys and playing Tower of Fantasy and stuff, I've been playing on the Steam Deck that I finally got last week. Or was it this week? This week. This Tuesday or something. I've been playing, trying to catch up on, uh... You know, no, uh, Digimon uh, Survive. Because I was really excited for it, but I think I don't know what we were started playing. We started oh, I started playing uh, Ark and Lost Ark, so I didn't really get to play um, a lot of it. I know I streamed a little bit, like one two days or something, but um, it's kind of good. I like it. I like Digimon because I I mean I've always just been really into the franchise of Digimon, but uh, a lot of people are complaining that it's a visual novel. I knew it was a visual novel going in. Um, I don't mind visual novels. It does, but this one kind of feels a little slow. But it might just be that I'm kind of early in the game, so I'm not really sure. Uh, I have to choose between liking it for a tactics game or not being as into it because of the way the visual novel feels. It feels kind of slow, but I don't mind visual novels. Obviously, I liked Danganronpa. That was my first one. I had do I've have watched mm. visual novels before. Um, this is my second visual novel playing. Um, it's all right. It's not bad. But that's all I have to say. I don't know if okay. anyone else has anything they've been playing. If not, then we can totally close this off, guys. Yay. I think food's Yay. ready. Nope. <laughs> I think that's everything. Remember, kids, don't believe in the lies games con tells you. We're running over two hours here. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of editing tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait to finally destroy my refrigerator. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm um, hungry. I'm ready to go get some foods. Did I tell him about the Xenoblade thing? Oh, what? Xenoblade? You you could talk about Xenoblade next week. No, it was just like a funny thing that happened. Oh, yeah, what I, happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I was under the impression Xenoblade 3 hasn't came out yet. I, can't, I, learned, uh, I learned it came out in July, which is funny. <laughs> Yes. How did I learn it came out in July? Um, it was from the image I sent on the Discord, but a Reddit. 
Yes, from Reddit. Scrolling too popular Reddit. because that's a good idea. What the fuck happened? <laughs> I need to play the game. I'm down to play it. I cannot. I really cannot talk about it without showing the image. But one, it's a spoiler, and two, this is a podcast. Yes. Who also we played a little bit of Pokemon Unite, but that's all I'm going to say about that. It was kind of fun. I'm down. And with that, guys, <laughs> yes, we're going to call it because I'm well, going to cut it off there. Unless Coltis, did you have something? Or are you just going to say bye? Oh, Mira's finally in Wild Rift. Yeah, you can finally beat people even more to submission. I'm just waiting for more. It's Wild Rift. All right, guys. It's Wild Rift. Well, yeah. uh, we're going to call it on there, guys, because it's, it's a lot. take off your pants now. Uh, yes, or just keep on your gamer pants. They're not pants, Junior. They're gamer pants. Damn it. I say that he's bronze. He doesn't understand these things. <laughs> I hate. I wear shorts. Why do you think I don't understand pants? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so that's why you're bronze. Because you wear shorts, not pants. Oh, just end this thing already. Come on. Let's go. I got All right, this. guys. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Hopefully. See Bye. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.